As always, it's so good to be with you. And how are you doing? Is it all right? Anybody want to go up to Buffalo? <laughs> Five feet of snow. Man, I can't fathom that. Uh, that. That's truly something else. Well, this morning is the day that we celebrate the feast of our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the universe. And this is always celebrated on the last Sunday of the church calendar year. See, uh, we have all kinds of calendars. We have uh, calendars by month, we have fiscal calendars, and we have church calendars. And they're all different. But the one that really as Catholics that we follow is the church calendar. And as we see, it sort of, it sort of runs through the life of Jesus. Why do we know that? Well, what's next Sunday? Advent, that's right, what's today? Today's the, the end, you know? So you, you see that ending and beginning kind of thing going over and over. So since we are guided by the church calendar, I thought it would be a good idea to take a few moments this morning and reflect upon the past year at St. Albert and then to look forward into the next church year. What are some of the things that we at St. Albert want to accomplish? Well, let's begin with a quick snapshot of what's happened over the past year. One is uh, we have a vibrant social concerns group. Truly is wonderful. Uh, it, it's, uh, we got blood drive going on today. They do that every quarter. I can't remember how many pints of blood, but it's, it's, a, it's a very large number. I want to say 50 pints of blood each time. So that's a lot, that's a lot of blood. We, you, you came through on the Thanksgiving baskets, no, no surprise. But uh, we, we, we had set a goal of 80, and you ended up 84. And that's good, and particularly when you think of the economy and, and there's such a shortage of food to distribute today, and there's all kinds of reasons for that, plus two uh, SUVs full of food on top of that. You, had, you gave so much food. Uh, that's a wonderful thing. That's who we are, and that's what we're about, and you take that seriously. Another thing is vocations. Vocations are very important in the life of the church. This year, we have seen two that are stepping up. One is Paul Gates. Paul is an eighth grade graduate here at St. Albert, and he's at University of Notre Dame right now in the uh, pre-theology program, discerning the priesthood. And then we have Craig over here, Craig Vermost, who has uh, applied for the diaconate program. And so we fully suspect that to take place and look forward to seeing you as you continue on. That's, that's important. Other things are sports ministry. It's doing great. Uh, we have several hundred people in our sports ministry today. Now, something you have to remember about Catholics. Catholics like to minister to the whole person. Some churches say we're just spiritual. We just deal with the spiritual. But we see the holistic approach. We have a holistic approach to the person. So that means that we're going to emphasize physical exercise. We're going to emphasize character, team, playing, intellectual, academic kinds of things. Sound familiar, doesn't it? And, of course, and of most primary significance is spiritual life. But we try to do things to minister to the whole person because we want the whole person to be successful in life. Small groups are doing great. We just had a women's retreat with 30 women who participated in that. 
Bible study groups, we've got grief recovery groups, National Alliance for the Mentally Ill groups. A couple that we've started this year or, or in the process is uh, Grace Marriage. We have 16 couples who are participating in that. I'm hearing all kinds of great things, all different ages. Um, another one is uh, the men are coming up with one that starts the first of next year, and that's Welcome. It's called Welcome. It's the uh, Christ Renews His Parish, but it's for, it's for men to renew them spiritually. So these are just some of the great things that are going on. Financially, we're stable due to your faithfulness of stewardship. Wouldn't be possible without it, that's for sure. Children's ministries are really growing, and we have our sprouts, our little little ones ministry today. They're going to be handing out donuts. I know you don't want one, but just in case you do, they'll be back there, okay? Uh, school, school's doing great. Our school is full. Uh, it's grown so much. I think one thing that I really think about is Blue Ribbon. Have you heard about the Blue Ribbon? Blue Ribbon is a sort of a, a standard of excellence, and we've received that twice. It's a national program, but we just received word a few weeks ago that uh, we qualify again for the Blue Ribbon program. So you have to qualify before they ask you to apply. You have to have certain standards, scores, and things like that. Do you know how many schools in the Archdiocese of Louisville were invited to apply? How many would you guess? One. You know who that is? St. Albert the Great. Only school in the diocese uh, that, that was invited to apply. That, that really says something as we uh, show great concern these days uh, about the, the losses that our children have had uh, due to COVID. Facilities are doing great. Finish the playground. Uh, 2025 is when we'll be celebrating our 25th anniversary here in the church, so there's plans underway to give, give everything, lift things up a little bit, you know, facelift, they call it kind of thing, uh, make it pretty, so the, the worship committee's working on that. Worship's doing great. We're seeing so many in our choirs, and we really appreciate that. Um, I ex fully expect to see the chalice returning to Mass in 2023. A lot of dioceses are already doing it, uh, but the, our diocese has taken a more conservative, cautious approach, so I expect that fully. Also, we're, plans are in the work right now for a Eucharistic revival in our parish and actually the entire church. So we're in a three-year program, and uh, so we're looking at how to do that. So I guess you could say from my perspective, the parish is doing really well. Is it perfect? No. No, it's not perfect. Does it have problems? Yeah, it's got problems. Just ask me. I can tell you a few. But, uh, you know, but it's doing great. The parish is really doing great. And it's because of you. See, I'm grateful for you. Who is the church, church? Oh, you're the church. This is a building. But you're the church. Aren't you? Living temple of the Spirit. Yeah, that's what you are. And uh, I have to say hats off to you. Deeply grateful for all that you do and, and supporting this. See, 
this is something that I really have just recently come to a conclusion, just sort of boo kind of thing. The world needs the love of the church. Doesn't need the politics of the church. It needs the love of the church more than ever. More than ever. Everywhere you look, there's great need. And here is the church to love all those who are in need. Well, on a personal note, uh, as your pastor, I'll be turning 68 here in a couple weeks, so that's interesting. I do love being your pastor. I mean, I absolutely love it. And I'm so glad that Archbishop Bob is allowing me to stay until retirement, which is about 19 months off from now. Uh, it's hard to believe I'm really beginning to start thinking about that uh, and some of the transition that's involved in that. Also, health is pretty good. I have been having some chest pains recently, but uh, I did get a coronary CT scan a couple weeks ago, and they said the ticker's okay. So that's, you know, ticker's the first thing. You know, I grew up in, the, you know that, I grew up in the mountains where there was a lot of bacon grease. So I was thinking, oh, God, I've eaten too many of Mama's good bacon grease biscuits, you know, and it's clogged me up. But no, I'm all good. See, it's, it's a good, clean living, isn't it? Um, but uh, So I'm going to be doing some more tests here in a couple of weeks to find out what's going on. Uh, priestly formation-wise, you know, I love the saints, and I've been studying St. Francis de Sales. He, he is, uh, he's one of my favorite saints. He, he talks about divine love, the theology and philosophy of divine love. And I, I thought I knew some about God's love, but after reading him, I know nothing. Uh, he has given me some tremendous insights into the love of God, and I look forward to continuing on in that. Well, that's sort of uh, what's happened. Now, look, let's look ahead. What lies ahead? Well, first of all, more of the same. You know, you're doing a good job. You're, do, you're really doing a good job as a, as a parish. But there's always room for improvement, and, and each year we try to identify certain things that we can do. And uh, so let me share with you three things quickly that we're going to be focusing on in the next church year. The first one is addressing the priest shortage and staff shortage. Now, you've probably heard about a priest shortage, right? There's one of those going on. But there's also a staff shortage going on. It, it's sort of like these two are doing this. They're parallel, running together. We've been looking 11 months for a minister of youth and young adults. Can't find one. Guess what? They're not out there. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's going to become a, a severe problem. Actually, they're predicting that uh, we know the pre-shortage is. The, this church is telling us that's not going to change. It's going to get uh, more challenging. So what does that mean? What's, what's the impact of that at the church? Well, I think we had a good discussion mon Monday night at our parish pastoral council. It means the laity's going to have to get more involved. You know, I think that's been one of Pope Francis's messages. Priest shortage is not going away. Staff shortage is not going away anytime soon. And so the laity need to step up. They've got to step up more and take care of the parish. So we're going to be looking at how that will take place. And I do think this as well. I think if the trend, if you go north from Louisville, uh, 
the trend that's happening in the church today is that this is not changing and something has to change. So I don't have the ear of Archbishop Fobb, trust me on that one, okay? But I can tell you this, I truly believe within the next year to year and a half, uh, he's going to be reaching out to all the parishes and saying, what are we going to do about this problem? Because we can't continue like this. So I fully suspect that to happen. So when it does, you'll know, well, Father Dave said that's going to happen. Well, I truly believe it's going to happen. Uh, second thing is we want to increase our focus on seniors' ministry. Uh, we've, got, we've got a wonderful mix of ages in our parish. I mean, it's truly wonderful. Um, a lot of parishes today, they're either old or they're young. That's the way it works. We're sort of right in the middle. If you go west, the population, Catholic population is older. If you go east, Catholic population is younger. Why is that? Well, young is where the new houses are being built. So that's where new families are setting up house. And what do, what do they want? They want a school. Give us a school, right? Build school. Families move that way. Schools get emptied. When you don't have a school, you're in big trouble. You're in big trouble because the families, naturally, are going to follow the school. And uh, so what you see is things begin to die out on this end, things grow on that end. So, but we're right in the middle, and there's a lot of reasons for that, and I'm very grateful for it. And what we have to do is to integrate ourselves more fully as seniors and also as young families as well. I'm very happy to see a lot of our seniors coming back, uh, but still yet, we, we have lost a lot. We've lost a lot to death, a lot to health. Um, we had a memorial mass just a couple of weeks ago. Laura did a great job with that. We had 36 candles on this lined up here, 36 deaths. And that's about average in St. Albert every year now. So I was just sort of blown away when I saw it because each one of those is a very precious soul that we, that we love and is a part of our family. So these are things, these are things that are happening. Um, another thing is that senior adult ministry is changing. The role is changing. Why? People are living longer. They live longer now. We actually have three different categories of senior adults now. And uh, so what we're going to be focusing on this coming year is how do we begin to reach out more fully to all three of these groups. We've got a, I mean, we've got a, we've got a, a blessing here because we're so uh, mixed in age. I mean, it's great. The third thing is to increase participation of the younger generations in celebrating the Mass. That's a, that's a very important one. We have a large, I mean, if you got to think about it, just do the math. If you have 716 kids in school, how many families is that? That's a lot of families, isn't it? Well, of course it is. Uh, and we, we see a lot of these families are heavily involved in school. Once again, remember the Catholic approach. It's a full kind of thing. You know, it's a fullness. We see a lot involved in school. We see a lot involved in sports but not so much in the church. Uh, this Mass is always uh, very grateful because this Mass definitely has the most young adult families in it, young families in it. But if you look at our 5 o'clock Mass, our 8 o'clock Mass, 
not there. So this is it. But we have so many. So what do we do? Well, we want to try to reach out. We want to try to reach out and to bring them in to more into that fullness of their stewardship. Um, there's a lot of reasons nationally. They've done tons of studies of why young adult families, young families, not just young adult families, aren't coming back uh, to church. Uh, here's some reasons. See if you can relate to this or think about your friends. Very busy. Don't have a minute to spare. That's one reason. Um, another one is they don't see the, the church's stance on mass as being an obligation. You know, it's not an obligation. Uh, another one is they see mass as being very boring. I don't get much out of it. You know, it doesn't really speak to me. Another one is uh, some of the church's stances on issues, particularly in family issues, such as abortion, uh, same-sex marriage, and birth control. All these things sort of ravel, and uh, they all add up and make a difference. So what we're going to work on in the coming months is how do we emphasize with our young adult population, younger adults, the idea of stewardship. Stewardship of the church. See, God has given us the church. God has given, like, God's given us the sacraments. So stewardship of the sacraments, how good are we doing? We, we always talk about time and talent and treasure of stewardship. How about stewardship of the sacraments, like participating in the Mass? See, that's an important gift that God's given you as well. So those are some of the kinds of things that we're going to be looking at in the future. And that doesn't, I haven't even touched on what's going on outside of the church, uh, you know, like economy and environment and wars and things like that. But I will say this, I think within and without, I think people are in a state of distress today. They're stressed out. I think that's very obvious. I think it's very evident. And that's why I go back to what I said a few moments ago. If there ever was a time that the world needed the love of the church, it's today. You need it. You need the love of the church? I sure do. People in the world need it. Even creation. You know, even creation. All of God's little creatures and stuff with environmental issues and concerns need the love of the church, the witness and the testimony of the church. And that's what we, that's what we have to be. So as I look at all of this, I will say this. I'm very optimistic about the next year. Not pessimistic optimistic. I feel really good about the next year for St. Albert. I'm looking forward to it. Why is that? Well, we continue to be a loving community. That, that is signature mark of St. Albert the Great. This is a loving community. It means we stick together through the thick and the thin. That's what we do, isn't it? We, we weathered COVID and we'll weather all of these other things because we love each other, you know, and uh, I think that's going to be important. And then the other thing is Jesus is Lord. That was the earliest profession of faith in the church recorded. Jesus is Lord. Jesus has. Jesus is. Jesus always will be what? The king of the universe. That's pretty powerful, isn't it? 
pretty good position. See, Jesus is not in heaven today doing this. Oh, my gosh, what am I going to do about the church? What am I going to do about the world? You know, it's all coming. It's, no, he's not up there wringing his hands. He's not having a stress attack, uh, none of that. No, he's, he's there with confidence because he knows that, in all, that it will all work out to the glory and the honor and praise of God. And so that's encouraging to me. That, that makes me optimistic no matter what the situation is in life. I can be optimistic because of that. And what the Lord says to me is, Dave, be a good and faithful steward of what I've given you, and then don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let your heart be troubled. And that's my message to all of you today. So God bless all of you.